Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. People of all ages enjoy the RV lifestyle and the ability to support that lifestyle by working a variety of short-term jobs as work campers. Today I'll be speaking with a 78-year-old man, originally from Alabama, who has been RVing in some form or another for more than four decades. Today's episode is brought to you by the featured employers at WorkCamper.com. These Work Camper employers have taken an extra step to share some photos and detailed information about their Work Camper programs. Whether they are full-time, part-time, seasonal, and even long-term jobs, opportunities exist for solos, couples, and families. Some jobs are income opportunities, and others involve volunteering at locations throughout the United States. Go to www.workcamper.com forward slash FE to meet the featured employers today. Employers who are seeking to hire work campers can learn more about how the benefits of year-round recruiting and becoming a featured employer can help them by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash FE details. Tom Tucker started camping in tents with his children when they were very young. Then he graduated to a small camper and has owned several RVs ever since. His current version is a 42-foot fifth wheel with a front living room, which is more than enough space for Tom and his dog. An Army veteran of 22 years who worked as an air traffic controller, Tom also worked as a uniformed police officer for a short time and had a civilian job with the government too. He has operated his own trucking company and even taught people how to fly. Still, Tom loves adventure and the RV lifestyle is just right for him. When he discovered work camping a short time ago, it added an entirely different dimension to his life. Tom primarily works as a camp host. He stepped into that first assignment after the campground at which he was staying suddenly lost a work camper. It only had 48 sites at the time and have since added 12 others. But the fact that it's located near Jimmy Carter's hometown of Plains, Georgia, makes it a popular tourist destination. To tell us more about his experiences and how work camping helps him keep active, please welcome Tom Tucker to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Tom. I really appreciate the time. I understand that you have been RVing for almost 40 or camping in some form or another for almost 40 years. Tell us about your experience. That's right, Greg. I started tent camping with two youngsters who are now grown. The youngest one has passed away and the other one's 56 years old. About 40 years worth of camping, starting with tents. My goodness, that sounds pretty impressive. When did you get your first RV? I got the first bumper pull, which was, as I recall, a 26-foot Layton. Uh, and that was uh, sometime around 1974 okay. or 5. I had that Layton then for about 7 or 8 years, so I'd say that Around 1981 or 82, I ended up trading that off, and I got a uh, 
Ooh, I can't remember. Road something anyway. And, but that was a little bit longer. That was a 36 or eight foot. Okay. Very good. Man. Now, what do you have now? I have a 42 foot fifth wheel with the living room up in front. Is it just you traveling? Me and my little doggy right now. That's a lot of space for a solo work camper. <laughs> I wasn't a solo when, oh yeah, and it's got five slides too. So it's, uh, it's got a lot of space. I wasn't when I purchased it. Okay. Very good. I lost my wife and, and I had, as a matter of fact, I lost my wife when I had the, the motorhome. I had a, a 40 foot, uh, shoot bounder. bounder yeah 40 foot bounder and i got shit it and i didn't have anything for a, a little while and pretty soon i came about past a really good truck deal i bought the truck by the year before i bought the fifth wheel and by the time i bought the fifth wheel i had had made friends with a lady and she traveled with me quite a bit okay what did you do for a living? I was 22 years in the Army. 22 years, two months and 25 days, not that anyone counts, and retired from that. I had a small stint about seven or eight weeks as a uniformed policeman, and I decided that was not for me. So I got out of that, and then I went to work for the U.S. government as a civil service employee. And that lasted about seven years. There was a rift, got out of that. And then I went to truck driving. I started driving trucks and I got my own company, own trucks for a while. That company I gave to my son. Okay. Super. So I'm retired so many times. I just about, <laughs> and then I also hold commercial pilot licenses. I used to teach people to fly, and my degree is in aviation management and operations. Okay. Well, that's cool. And so are, when you you started work camping just recently then, were you doing working as like a camp host and things like that? Yes. It happens that the lady I told you about that traveled with me, it is as her family owns at a KOA in America, Georgia. and. We'd go off camping someplace and we'd come back and maybe they would have a work camper, maybe they wouldn't, or they had a work camper that they owed time off or whatever. And so I just started selling in. I'd fill in two, three days here, two, three days here. Had one, one work camper pass away right there. And all of a sudden they had none. But sure, fill in, just do what's got to be done to... Uh, to take care of the uh, the campers, and that's uh, at that point it was only a forty-eight uh, unit KOA. They've added twelve since then. It's it's getting nicer, and it's got uh, two golf courses associated with it, and it's only twelve miles from. Plains, Georgia, which is Jimmy Carter's hometown, and there's a lot of history around. 
have a, a, a good bit of people coming and going. That sounds like a fun place to be. I know we interviewed somebody who runs a train from a local state park that go, makes a stop at Plains, Georgia, and she was talking about that area. Come well, on. as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, my girlfriend's granddaddy was an engineer on that train at one time. Well, that's neat. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's Sam Shortline. But, yeah, so what are some of the things that you've been doing as a work camper? Oh, of course, uh, meeting a guest coming in, getting them properly situated in the right spot. Believe it or not, it seems like a lot of them are fresh to camping and they don't even know how to level or might help them out a little bit like that. Now, I don't, I won't do anything to a unit because I might be liable for something that went wrong, but I'll stand there and tell them how to do it and make sure that the, the power is off when they actually plug in and get everything plugged in, then turn the power on because there is such a thing as a power flashover that can mess up the unit or mess up if nothing else plugs. Uh, make sure that they're properly paid, that they don't owe us or we don't owe them. I take them around the place and show them where the trash is at, where the, the bathrooms and showers and laundry and so on. Just, hi, how are you? Come on, this is us. Or what can we do for you? And more or less befriend them, uh, develop a rapport. And then throughout the evening hours, I drive around, say, hi, how you doing? Anything you need? And then late at night, I always make rounds twice or sometimes three times at night, ensuring that they're, everyone's safe, they're in, they're not on fire, they haven't left their, their baggage doors open, it's not fixing the rain in their windows or whatever. That's nice. A lot of people buy new RVs and they have no idea how to use them. And the absolutely have a notorious uh, reputation for not teaching people how to do that. So it's lucky to have people like you on their first campground experience to guide. I have a lot of first campers. They buy an RV to come see Jimmy Carter's hometown. And we're the closest to it. They'll come in and I've had ladies. I had a single lady camp come in. And she didn't, she had no idea that she even had to plug it into a, a, a shore power. Really? How did she think yeah. she'd get power? I have no clue what she thought. <laughs> I don't think she had a clue. But, but I enjoyed working with these people. I, there's a lot of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm, it's, that's a small percentage that have that kind of problems. Most of them that drive in and, Anything you need? No, we got it taken care of. Okay, good. Uh, fine and dandy. I'll come by in about 20 minutes to give you a little ride around. You can see where the golf shop's at. You can see where the lawn's at. And because it is spread out now, it's spread out. And that's another thing. This particular place, because it's a golf course, most of the people want to play golf and they can get a golf cart to keep. So 
they can play anytime they want to. Hmm. That's nice. So what, what attracted you to this kind of lifestyle? I really am not sure any more than I was there. I was handy and something needed to be done. Well, well, being an old soldier, I stood up and said, let's get it done. Okay. What did you do and in the Army? The, the first three years or so were plain old infantry soldier. And I re-enlisted and I went into, was got it very interested in aviation and went into air traffic control. And the last uh, 17 years, I was an air traffic controller, a senior controller, and then a uh, control chief up through the ranks in air traffic control. That can be a very stressful situation. No wonder you had an RV to get away on the weekends. That's <laughs> not that bad. Usually, oh, it can be, but it's like any, the way I look at things, everything is good and everything is bad. As long as the bad is only 2%, you're in good shape. That's a very good way to look at that. So what do you <laughs> like most about the work camping experience? It's just dealing with the people. Uh, people are uh, there's no two exactly alike, uh, but they're all, uh, one I meet is they're good people. And I, I haven't met a scoundrel in an RV park yet. Mm -hmm. I understand you have another job already lined up for this summer. As a matter of fact, I'll be leaving here on the 30th and I'm going up to Minnesota. It'd be nice and cool in Minnesota for the summer, and I'll be there till October. And as it's beginning to look just now at different possible opportunities, beginning October time frame, roughly middle of October, latter October. I'm looking at Waco, Texas, for one thing. There's about nine RV parks around Waco, Texas, and that's an area that I'd be interested in visiting. That is a fun area. In fact, the one that you're going to, Garfield, Minnesota, is rather similar. That's You're right in the heart of lake country up there in Minnesota, so it's very pretty exactly. area. Yeah, it should be very nice and very isolated. Not too far from well, Minneapolis, St. Paul, or Fargo, but plenty of things to do in that area. Yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul is not one of my bucket list things because I've already been there. Took my girlfriend to the Mall of America. That's been about two years ago. Okay. Oh, a year and a half ago. We took that, the same fifth we all up there and had a good time, but had to take, you know, I, you know how the ladies are. They want to go shopping. She shopped until she dropped that day. <laughs> I can imagine the Mall of America is something that needs to be experienced by anybody who has. Oh, yes. So, I, how many acres? I don't remember. 70 some odd acres, I think, at the covers. Three stories with an amusement park in the middle. It's just crazy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And of course, now, getting, on my, getting up there is going to be one of the nicer things because uh, <laughs> I have never, ever, Greg, Met a cheese that I don't like. 
then you're now, in the right you, area for that. And I'm, I'm traveling through some of the best cheese area in the world. I'll be probably, I'll probably buy $150 worth of cheese on my trip. What's your favorite? <laughs> oh gosh, it depends upon what I'm doing with it. Blue cheese for, for my salads, of course. And just a nibble, just a regular old curds. Hmm. Cheese curds to nibble on, you can't go better than that. I agree with that. I'm a native of Wisconsin and very familiar with cheese curds. <laughs> Most people that haven't been in the area around don't really understand curds, but that's better than popcorn. Have you faced any challenges while you've been RVing or work camping? Everybody has challenges if they're in an RV. My uh, heater, uh, that is the, uh, the propane heater, quit working. I couldn't figure it out, and I got to looking around. I said, Sui, I'll fix this. I pulled that darn thing out, took about an hour and a half to figure out how to do that. And I found what they call a sail switch on that. I've been reading people saying those sail switches had problems. I pulled the sail switch out, got my handy dandy multimeter out and checked it. Sure enough, that sail switch was not making. So there was the problem. And I don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but it, unless the sail switch closes the circuit, the LP, the gas, does not come into the unit. It's a fail-safe thing. If the motor has got to start running and start moving the air before the LP, the gas, is allowed to come in, and it's a sail switch that, that controls that. And it. I replaced a sail switch, put it back together, and I'm not having any trouble, more trouble with it now. Did you have to take any training to learn how to fix your RV, or did you just pick it up on your own? Oh, no, I haven't had any formal training. Not in RV. I have, though, some mechanical training. I've got a power plant license to work on aircraft power plants. Although that's not an RV. Uh, I understand uh, the different mechanical, what do you want to say, uh, operations. Okay. That was all, that's all part of that degree I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. What are some of the perks that you've gotten to enjoy as a work camper? Are there any things you've uh, that you've really enjoyed? And the traveling itself? Oh, Yes. You wouldn't have to look at me more than once to know that I like to eat. And and I have found some of the finest foods in different places. I'm a real fan of Mexican food. I'm a real fan of a lot of other foods that you just can't get every place. You go up to the way northeast and get lobsters and all that kind of good stuff. And they go down to Louisiana and, and they get into some Cajun food. It's all together different. Go out to Colorado or Kansas and get some good beef. And it's just 
that's part of the perks of, of having an RV and being able to travel when and where you want. I understand that you have discovered one challenge in that it's often difficult for solo work campers to find assignments. Is that true? I'm finding that true. Okay. Yeah. Given the fact that I've only been looking for three or four months at this work camping as taking it up full time, I have found probably 80% of the advertisements, people wanting to hire work campers, want to work teams. I suppose a wife and a husband, they want two people. There's, I think, less maybe than 20% that actually advertise for a single person. Mm-hmm. So that being single, that, that leaves me uh, unable to satisfy the, the desires of a majority of the uh, or you want to say the bosses, the people who want things done. Now, there is uh, something else with my background, military and all, and the fact that I have had a little bit of uh, a formal police work, I, I bill myself as safety and security as well. Okay, so you so that's part of work. Uh, that's part of taking care of the people uh, the way I see it. Okay, so I'd agree with that. There are plenty of positions. There are plenty of work campers who are solo who would love to work, but many a times these places have one RV spot, maybe two set aside for work campers, and they get more bang for the buck by hiring the couples. And families oh, yes. to come in there and do that. So I can see from their perspective why that would be the case. But as a single myself, it would be frustrating not to be able to take some of these really cool jobs that are out there. That's that's the case, and that's what I've what I have learned from it. Just diving in and finding the shallow end of the pool mm-hmm. seems to be this this. The people that are a single work camper. The work camper organization does allow you to post position wanted ads where you can go in there and say that you are a single and you're looking for work in this particular area of the country and then just sit back and wait for somebody to call you. That's been very successful in the past for many work campers. I've been kind of looking at that and I've been looking at the work camping area within Facebook. Okay. And I've, and I've got, although too, I found another, I found another problem. I didn't, I did recognize it too. With a 42 foot, there's a lot of places, particularly the Corps of Engineer places and like that. They're not even going much in. That's right. Most of the national parks have 35 foot limits for RVs. And, and so that pretty well, the fact that I'm 42 foot long, kicks me out of those automatically. Mm-hmm. When you speak- anyway, there's some I would love to be able to come to just not far from my home, by the way. My sticks and bricks is in Dothan, Alabama. 
and just a short distance is Lake Eufaula. Beautiful campground, but they're all. COE stands for what? Corps of Engineers. I'm okay. sorry. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Military people, they like to communicate in acronyms that the rest of us don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm full of them. That's all right. No problem. So what are some of the other places that you'd like to visit? What's still left on your bucket list? More in the mountains. I've got to get back to the Black Hills of South Dakota. I love that place. Custer, South Dakota, right in the middle of Black Hills, is one of the nicest small towns I've ever seen, I think. It's gorgeous. Uh, it's really nice. I'm not a, I'm not a water guy. I, that is to say, I don't gravitate to the shoreline. I gravitate more to the mountains. I'm a mountain William. <laughs> I'm not a hillbilly. I'm a mountain William. Okay. And so with Colorado, Wyoming, those were, are certainly in my bucket list. Of course, I've been up to Wyoming two or three times, and I did graduate high school in Denver. I'm familiar with the areas, but things have changed so much in those years since I graduated. Good Lord, just made me think about that. Mm -hmm. That's 60 years ago. <laughs> My goodness. That's neat that you're still out there work camping and enjoying your travel experiences and living your dream, really. I find that very encouraging. See, and it is, and I'm going to do it just as long as I can. I have to slow down some. I'm 78 years old. I don't do anything as fast as I used to do. <laughs> I don't care what it is. So I, it just should not be a, I can shoot a pistol as fast as I ever did. I'm going to make a liar on myself here. That's something else, too. There's a lot of people that are in areas where you dare not take any weapons. And to me, of course, being an old soldier and, and being licensed to carry uh, weapons, it seems so strange to me how people can say no weapons because if a bad actor comes, there's only one thing you're going to stop, and that's a good actor. There you go. Do you have any advice for people who are considering becoming work campers or jumping into the RV lifestyle? For those jumping into the lifestyle, I would say, first, if you can, just get out, not in an RV, but go to RV park, parks two, three. And the people that are nice, just walk around and say hi to them and, and have some conversations because it'll come up. I don't have an RV, but I'm thinking about, well, they'll get a lot of opinions which they can weigh. In other words, dip the toe in the water without the whole foot to begin with. <laughs> and, and when they make a decision, they know that it's a decision based on whatever their feeling is, and only history will tell whether that decision is right. There's no sense hum-hawing around for four, five, six years 
trying to figure out whether or not you're going to do what. Go on ahead and do it and get yourself into it because you'll never, without being in it, you'll never learn what it's about. That's very good. And that, that would be my, my suggestion. Super. You see no age limit to RVing. Do you have any plans to come off the road? Yeah, not right away. I'd just about as soon be like my friend who passed away in his RV as the camp host. He was 84, 85 years old, and we found him one morning in his, not coming to work, and he was passed out, passed away in his coach. I'm sure he went happy. And if I can do that, I'll be just as well. I will be a happy dead. That's very good. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences with me, Tom. I, it's nice to hear somebody who is so enthused about work camping, even at 78 years of age. That's quite an inspiration. And I'm sure you're going to inspire other people who've been saying they're too old to do this and you're proving them wrong. So I thank you for well, taking your time to come on the show. Been my pleasure. And I'd like to meet you. Eyeball to eyeball. One of these days, I'll buy you a cup of coffee. How's that? There we go. Or some cheese curds. Or, yeah, that's <laughs> better yet. Well, thank you very much for your time, Tom. I really appreciate it. And thank you. You have a fine day. I really enjoyed speaking with Tom Tucker, a 78-year-old from Georgia who discovered work camping is a wonderful way to keep him active in retirement. Tom really enjoys helping newer RVers to learn the ropes when they arrive at the campgrounds at which he works. By just being friendly and welcoming to folks as they pull into the campground and engaging them when he's driving around the park, he's met some very interesting people. He encourages new RVers to go up and introduce themselves to others that way, they'll find more RVers and work campers to be a friendly bunch who are willing to share their experiences and expertise, especially with newcomers. Of all the things he likes to do when traveling, eating is likely his favorite, and Tom loves trying new types of foods that are popular in a particular region. That's how he learned about and fell in love with cheese curds while in Minnesota. As a solo work camper, Tom discovered many campgrounds prefer to hire couples to get more help out of a single site. That means, as a single, he often has to do the work of a couple, and that can be challenging at some jobs. Another challenge Tom has had is that his 42-foot RV is often too big to get into federally controlled RV parks, such as those operated in national parks and campgrounds operated by the Army Corps of Engineers. Although that may eliminate some options for him, Tom still loves the RV lifestyle and encourages other people to jump in, even if it's in the shallow end, just to try it out. I appreciate Tom Tucker for sharing his experiences with us today and for setting a very positive example that age really doesn't matter if you want to try the work camping lifestyle. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. With its diamond and platinum membership tools, Work Camper News is much more than just a job listing website. When you put the tools of this professional service into action, you'll find out just how easy it can be to turn your work camping dreams into reality. The one-year memberships open the door to a one-stop shop for all things work camping. Being the original source for work camping, you'll find the largest number of job listings, 
be able to connect with the community of work campers and view resources compiled by experts who've been enjoying the RV lifestyle for many years. If you're serious about leading a successful and enjoyable work camping lifestyle, then a Diamond or Platinum membership is for you. You can even get started with a free 30-day trial by visiting www.workcamper.com forward slash trial. Embark on new adventures today with the support of Work Camper News behind you. That's all I have for this week's show. Next week, I'll be interviewing somebody who makes a living as an RV inspector, and he'll explain why getting RVs inspected before you buy them is a very good thing to do. I'll have that interview in the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thanks for listening.